0: Arizona sports station burns and Gambo on, uh, I'm a I'm
1: a okay pie-patter. a little off on the verses I,
2: I can say in all honesty great song in all honesty mm-hmm. and I know this is gonna
1: shock you yeah I've never heard this song in my life you never heard that song I've never heard this song I go right to uh, my Spotify and it's right there. I have it on my Spotify. Who sings it? It's a so- song from the 60s. Christian St.
2: Peter or something like that. Wow. Crispian St. Peter's.
3: Wait, who is it? This is who what is? I've got. Who is it? Crispian St. Peter's. Crispian St. Peter's. How do you not know Crispian St. Peter's, Bernsey? The Pied Piper. I know
2: Crispin Glover, he's the guy who played Marty McFly's dad in Back to the oh, yeah. Future. Yeah, so have that
1: on my Spotify right there. Yeah, you sure did. Come Look on, follow me. I'm the Pied Piper. It looks like Gambo followed the Pied Piper. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Crispin St. Peters, follow me. I'm the Pied uh, Piper. I should have known
2: as soon as I said in the tease is John the the Pied Piper in- of the Sons that it was going to trigger this, this oh, really? response. Okay, yeah. before
1: we get into it, it was it was prominently featured in a commercial not too long Ago, a, ve- a popular commercial. Do you guys re- recall it at all? No. Ah, oh, man, it was all. It was really featured in a commercial. Do you not recall it? I, I, can't, hear you- remember, I can't remember the commercial, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like prominently featured I, I in a in a popular. I can hear you over there. Home Depot, maybe Home Depot or something like you're that. Googling the commercial,
2: I, I'm trying to figure I, I out. how to You look would have it known up. it off the top of your head, given your
3: love for. I love this song. Saint Whomever, and the I Pied found Piper. what he's referring to. Okay, no way, did you? Yeah, it's a Traeger commercial. It was a barbecue. The grills. Uh,
1: the grill's going down the the, the grill. Yes. You're chasing the grill. The grill was going down like the road, and then the hill, and everybody. <laughs> (laughs) Everybody's chasing the grill! I don't. Jello remember. cup? No. no, Jello cup. You don't remember that? Oh. No, I don't. It was a, it was a try, What was the Tra- What was the name Traeger. of
2: the gold? It's a, it's a, the commercial. Girl. It's like a okay, smoker. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, we, on behalf of the Burns and Gambo show, we apologize for that slight detour from our planned programming for you. We're trying to get clickbait. Yeah, we are, Cliff. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, we were trying to use the Pied Piper song, wondering if John Najafi is going to be the Pied Piper of the sun minority owners, because it was late in our show yesterday, and of course the big news today about the Suns is is the PayPal statement threatening to pull their sponsorship of the Suns if Robert Sarver is still the owner of the team a year from now. Uh, but there, there, in the last 24 hours, there have been multiple significant developments. PayPal this morning, the comments of the NBA Players Association executive director, in which she reiterated that Robert Sarver should be removed entirely forever from any decision-making position of power with the Phoenix Suns. But John Najafi, one of the vice-chairmen of the Phoenix Suns, and the second-largest stakeholder of the Phoenix Suns other than Robert, released a statement later last night, towards the very end of our show in which he very bluntly uh, called for Robert Sarver to step down as the managing partner of the Phoenix Suns. I was uh, by myself a little time so I could find it. Quote, therefore, in accordance with my commitment to helping eradicate any form of racism, sexism, and bias, as vice chairman of the Phoenix Suns, I am calling for the resignation of Robert Sarver. While I have no interest in becoming the managing partner, I will work tirelessly to ensure the next team Stewart treats all stakeholders with dignity professionalism and respect now as you have said for a couple of days john Najafi was the one in the ownership group that has kind of opposed
1: robert throughout this whole thing
2: yes. and you even brought up that that for years robert has been trying to buy out john ajafi for from about his three to four
1: years they've tried to buy him out that's true so
2: if he's not Historically, been the well liked one in the Suns ownership group. The question that I can't get out of my head is how many of the other minority owners of the Phoenix Suns are looking at Robert, Robert Sarver and saying, that's a losing horse. He's, he's, he's not going to win this. He's not going to win public opinion. Yeah. He's not going to win this battle. I'm going to back a winning horse. And in the name of Phoenix Suns, I'm going to back John Najafi because he's going to be the winning horse in this. Look, and loyalty, not.
1: loyalty ain't, loyalty doesn't speak as loud as money. For some people. And that might be the reality here. I mean, you may be loyal to Robert, and Robert may have brought you in and helped you make a lot of money. Um, but again, if, if if Robert is going to go down, you you might want to bail. Like if you think Robert's a Titanic, you might want to get off. Yeah. And so, as much as you may have been loyal to Robert, and this is we'll, we'll, we'll see how this plays out because maybe some people will. I'm sure the the guy who just took over Sam Garner Garvin, Sam, Sam Garvin, Sam Garvin. Yeah. I'm sure he's very loyal to to Robert um and you know and he might be listen i'm uh, there might be some people that listen if robert's going to go down i'm going to go down with him because like you know he's done a lot for me he's done a lot and you may really feel like for those people and i'm i know a lot of them do they they really like robert they don't feel that he's a racist or a sexist or anything they don't agree but their statement in the in their initial statement of support of robert they didn't agree with those um the allegations, allegations. The, the Baxter Holmes story that I don't yet. know if it's the allegations as, as much as it is you know the the way he was portrayed that yeah. he is like that like you know okay the guy may have done some things wrong this is what I believe they're saying not yeah. me but he, but they don't believe that he is a racist they don't even believe he is a misogynist and some of the bigger words like they don't believe that he's that like okay he made mistakes um, but none of it was intentional and that's not who he is and so they were very supportive of there were three owners that did not release a statement or were part of that statement, John Najafi, Francis Najafi, and another owner, I think that's from Texas, they were not on that initial list, but others have been, look, Larry Fitzgerald has been very quiet. He's laying low right now. Been yeah. Very quiet. Nothing yep. from Larry Fitzgerald. Nothing from Steve Nash. Steve Nash owns a soccer team with Robert Sarber. Sure does. Okay, owns a soccer team with them. Nothing from Devin Booker. Devin Booker, very close with Robert Sarber. Roberts helped book in business dealings. Roberts helped book with his houses, like first house, second house. He was a kid. He was a teenager. He got all money, Robert had like, so there are people that are very close to him and very loyal to him. So now you're right, though. I think you try to see for some people you may. Some people may try to see which way is this going to go, and I'm going to back the winning horse. Others may decide I'll, if the ship's going to go down, I'll go down with the ship because I'm going to be loyal. And, and I don't know. At this point, all
2: we're kind of left to do is wonder how this is going to play out. And, and I do genuinely think that if more situations like the PayPal situation, like when we come in here on Monday, yeah, has, there will has, be more. has somebody else backed out? Yeah. Has somebody else released the state? As somebody else said, they're not going to, you know, they're dropping their advertising with the sons and something. And the more of those build, no matter how loyal you might be to Robert or how much you might feel like you owe Robert, you might sort of feel like, okay, I got to. You know, which way is the wind blowing on this one? The wind is blowing that Robert's not going to be here a year from now. I need to get on that train before that train runs me over. And and I don't don't know. I don't know what the loyalty level is going to be throughout these tough times. But John Najafi, I mean, that was and not surprisingly so because you had said for days that he was going to be the one who was going to be staunch and loud and yes. he was going to be the one who was going to be on the other side of this i just it, it's almost it's almost like a line down the middle and Robert's on one side and John Najafi's on the other. And now I'm just kind of waiting to see who gets divvied up on what side, right? Who chooses a side in this one? Who decides to go on that side or who decides to go on yeah, that side? Yeah, and I it may know. be,
1: listen, some people may be very loyal to Robert and feel like, listen, I mean, uh, I'm with you 100% of the way no matter what happens. If uh, I'm just going to support you and back you. And others might be like, listen, this is not good. And, and listen, the other thing is money talks. Yeah, and it's that, business. I was, I was money just going to say,
2: some people... Might actually have like a dollar figure in their head, like as soon as we lose this much money, all right, that's my threshold for so it affects our bottom line. Yeah, we got to do something about
1: this, right? Like a three million here and three million there and five million there, and all of a sudden, when you start talking about 10, 15, 20 well, million dollars, now these people are like John Najafi is super. He's a lot more rich than Robert Sarver is, well, John he, Najafi. So some people might be, able... but still, like, you start talking about losing sponsors and millions and millions of dollars. That that that's that's a factor. Yeah, Phoenix Suns
2: jerseys could look very different from now as long as Robert Sarver is still owning the team that little patch it might not be there because of the big PayPal announcement today we'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo show
0: 98.7 FM Arizona
2: Sports Station Burns and Gambo I've said it before I'll say it again the, of all the things that have happened since the Robert Sarver suspension was announced on Tuesday, of all the dominoes that have fallen, of all the statements, of all the tweets, of all of the words, of everything, none have had the impact and none are bigger than the PayPal announcement this morning. And when, when I saw it on Twitter and when you saw it on social media, I, 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 we knew. We were like, okay, here we go. This is this is a way we go. And so it begins. The first major financial partner of the Phoenix Suns has
1: said, no, we're out. a long time partner, long too. time partner, too. they have been around for it, a long time. It, PayPal.
2: If he's the guy in charge of the Phoenix Suns, we will not be a part of the Phoenix Suns. Right. And that was basically the statement that PayPal released going so far as to say, look. We really like the Suns. We like Monty. We like James. We like the commitment to diversity in the front office. But if a year from now Robert Sarver is still in charge of the Phoenix Suns, we're out.
1: We're not going to be renewing our commitment to put on PayPal. It's an ultimatum. It's a threat, however you want to say it. Like, we we spend millions of dollars with you. We are not going to continue if he's able to return from that ban. So, uh, you know, and then you had the executive director of the Players Association said that they want a ban for life. And. A lot of people have said that the the NBA and Adam Silver didn't go too far. Listen, I think in many ways this is what Adam Silver may have wanted and expected. That's the conspiracy, by the way. And and this is what that's
2: that's that's kind of conspiracy theory is that is that look legally, Adam Silver's hands were tied. He didn't have the votes. He knew he was never going to kick him out. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend him for a year, and I'm going to hold this kind of awkward press conference because I kind of feel like we should be doing more as a league, but we're not because I don't have the votes, and then I'm going to let everybody else do the dirty work. I'm going to let the sponsors do the dirty work. I'm going to let the players do the mm-hmm. dirty work, to the point where some have even wondered, behind the scenes, is
1: Adam Silver encouraging some of these people to say what they're saying? I think saying? he's smart enough to know. Remember, a couple days ago, I tweeted this out. Based on some conversations with NBA people around the league, and you know some of the people I spoke with, there is speculation that the NBA did not want a legal battle with Robert Sarver, so they put the report out there to allow it to run its course. Sponsors, minority owners, media fans, etc. It's exactly what's happening all these couple days later is what we talked about a few days ago. I think Adam Silver knew this was going to happen. Now, Adam Silver, if he he decides to kick Robert out on his own, he's got a protracted legal battle. He might not get 75% of the the owners to agree with him because they don't want to see people to see what's in their closet because it may open up a whole Pandora's box. So I'm going to give you a one-year punishment. I'm going to find you ten million dollars. I'm going to punt the ball. and We're going to see where this goes, knowing. I mean, he had to know that there was going to be reaction from the media and fans and players and sponsors, and he had to know that him that he, had to, he has to know who John the is. Yeah, oh, of course and that, course that, does. that he
2: wasn't going to take that lying down. No, of course, he, of course, he does. In fact, to the point where on the day Adam Silver had that wretched press conference, you know, we we had even said in the moment. How did you not know these questions were coming? You you had to know you were gonna get yeah, roasted yeah. over this. You had to know that people were gonna were gonna ask you the very pointed questions they did. And, and it it it's it's almost like, yeah, I knew I knew I was gonna I, I knew I was gonna get asked these questions and I knew the response was gonna be what it was, but I had to let this kind of play its course because the only way that Robert was ever gonna leave the Suns, and if that's what the end game here is, we'll see. But the only way Robert was going to leave the Suns was not through me, and not through the channels that I have available to make it happen as Commissioner of the NBA. But it's going to be the court of public opinion. It's going to be the sponsors. It's going to be the players. It's going to be the other and minority the owners.
1: And, and if Robert hook, is forced I out. I didn't do it. Didn't the do other it. owners didn't do it. Nope. They didn't. They didn't. They weren't trying to kick you out. Now you do Now there's no lawsuit. There's no dirty laundry aired. All there is is pressure on Robert that eventually.
2: Will he succumb to it? Will he say, you know what? Forget it. This isn't All worth it. Right. Me owning this team anymore when I could cash out right now and make a gazillion dollars, I was gonna as you've pointed out many times, you believe it was never Robert's intention to like No, keep pass it on to his children and, no, and it, it, no. it was his intention one day to sell. So if it was always your intention, for lack of a better word, to flip the Phoenix Suns to somebody else, if there's enough pressure building on Robert from minority owners and the media and players and sponsors at some point he might just say you know what the hell with this i, I don't need this headache. i don't need this
1: anymore now well, and embar- is, is it an embarrassment to your family what is your family you listen he's he's got his wife penny and they have three sons and you know as a family they may decide look let's you know they may push him dad get out this isn't worth it yep. like this isn't worth it and you know you, and listen there's a lot of good that he did um community-wise charity-wise the sons are a terrific partner in the in the community with charities and things like that and but like Unfortunately, none of that matters right now because everybody's going to look at the language and the abusive behavior and stuff like that, and they're going to say, "Okay, you, you have to get out." But I think his family ultimately could, you know, help him to determine that maybe this just isn't worth it. Now, you could be defiant and say, "Like, I'm, I'm going to come back because you rightfully, you, you not right, you don't believe that you should be in this position. You don't right. believe that you, you know, did anything that." Egregious that would cause you to lose you. And you made this determined I'm going to fight this tooth and nail to the end and I'm going to come back and be the owner of this
2: team. In the end, that might be the X factor in all this, not the amount of dollars lost or the number of players who tweet or the number of minority owners who sign with with John Najafi. The, at the end of the day, the X factor in all of this might be Robert's very own stubbornness and just how dug in is he? How how righteous is he on the idea that I have done nothing wrong and I am not going to back down and I am not going to walk away? And that might be the biggest Mm-hmm. factor potentially in all of this because I mean if it gets to that point I, here's something else too with the PayPal thing that I can't help but thinking about I mean you got to remember we're still a year away from Robert server even returning to the Suns there could be a bunch of sponsors who play this really cool don't say anything at all and then a year from now if nothing has changed and Robert comes back that's when they say yeah uh no I'm out there might be pressure on the sponsors though to, to say something but I think now pay- that
1: a couple have come out yep.
2: I I think PayPal has probably put a little pressure on some other companies to respond.
1: Yeah. yeah. A little bit. I mean, if Robert is adamant, and I listen, and I don't think he's a racist, and the report said that he, that they, they didn't, there was no racist intent there. But he said like stupid, a stupid word that you should never say, no matter what. And you're that's and wrong. He was warned multiple times, times not to right, say and it, and he kept terrible. doing it. But if if Robert is adamant that I'm not this and I'm not that, I made misappropriate, and I I made um, program misappro- I don't know what I'm looking for. I made comments that I shouldn't have made. Um, but I'm not. I'm not what people of saying I am and he's adamant that he wants to come back and and fight this well then you're right then it is you know that that then he may try to go down that path and try to salvage this whole thing with everybody but I do think the family steps in here I think you know if the wife and the kids have a say and they, they say look dad just get out this wasn't worth it it was a great run we had a lot of we, we enjoyed it you made a lot of money he's going to make a ton of money off of this thing What his initial investment is going to go up a whole lot you know maybe they push him to sell the organization
2: join Four Peaks on Sunday it's a red- Red Sea Road Rally as the Cardinals take on the Vegas Raiders. You can enjoy great prizes, ticket giveaways, and food specials all game long this Sunday at Phillies off of Warner Road and the 10. Speaking of the Cardinals, speaking of the Raiders, it means it's Chandler Jones time. It's one thing to go against them in practice. What is Chandler Jones' game plan against Kyler Murray on Sunday? You'll hear next on the Burns and Gambo Show.
0: ball Friday with Burns and Gambo presented by 72 sold get your price 98.7 FM Arizona's sports station
2: of course as always here on the Burns and Gambo show you got any thoughts about what we're talking about we're going to have a conversation about Chandler Jones here in a minute you can text us your thoughts the FanDuel text line it's open for you at 620 620 text us whatever you want we get a chance we'll read the best ones on the air Chandler Jones and the Vegas Raiders taking on the Cardinals this weekend. We've already gone over the injury report. Uh, Two guys that have been officially ruled out for the Cardinals are Andy Isabella and Rondale Moore. Moore not a surprise after the hamstring injury last week. Isabella got hurt this week at practice. Four questionable guys. Jalen Thompson, J.J. Watts, Justin Pugh, Trayvon Mullen. Those are the four that are kind of a game-time decision. Chandler Jones is healthy. He's able. He's ready to go, Gambo. The question is, what Version of Chandler Jones or are we going to see when the Cardinals play the Raiders on Sunday
1: yeah they signed him to a three year 51 million dollar contract and I don't know if he'll ever give them the value in that contract to, as to what he gave the Cardinals in their contract um yeah, he wasn't good last year. And the year before that, he was hurt. But overall, he was a really good Cardinal for many, many years. He was a terrific pass rusher. Um, they spent a lot of money. I mean, Devontae Adams and, and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller and Max Crosby. They spent a lot of money and they expect to win. And it was odd that, that that those two guys, Crosby and Chandler Jones, were not able to get any pressure. No sacks last week. So you know those guys are going to be licking their chops trying to get at Kyler Murray, trying to make an impact on that game. because because, you know, they're good players um, and there's talent there and they didn't have a good week last week. But this is fun for us because it's Chandler against D.J. Humphreys, Chandler against his former team, and, you know, I'm sure that he circled this game on his calendar the second he knew he was going to play against the Cardinals.
2: He talked yesterday about how weird it was for him to see the scouting report knowing that he knew the names as well as he did.
3: Actually, I don't know. We'll see. Um, to be honest with you, it was a little weird going through the scout report and just looking at, you know, some of the guys and just hearing their names. You know, those are some of the guys I used to run around with. So um, it'll be fun. It'll be a, it'll be a fun and it'll be a good task at hand.
2: And look, I, I you and I both really agree on this one. Yeah. In that Chandler Jones is at that age where he's just—I I don't think he can have a prolific season. I think he can have a prolific game. I think he can have several—you know—good games. Yeah. I don't think he can have a consistent season anymore at the age that he's at. Which is why I'm fine with the Cardinals not paying him. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he has a prolific game this week against. No, the No, and, I, and
1: I, listen, I, I, I put Chandler Jones in just you know uh, Twitter. Just put a Chandler Jones. And here's what comes up. September 11th, five days ago, the day they played. Here's a guy named Steven, Raider fan. Anybody see Chandler Jones today? Do we need to file a missing persons report? <laughs> here's another guy, Josh Goldsmith. Where is Chandler Jones? Um, here's another guy, uh, Werbert. Where was Hunter Renfro and Chandler Jones in this game? <laughs> another guy, Chandler Jones washed like detergent. So like this, like, you know, I remember that. I remember that from last we year. We like, that last year, yeah. We went through that. Like, where is he? Like, where is he? Well, it's it, Chandler Jones washed like detergent. Like, like I don't think that the Cardinals should have brought him back. And I think that your point is the best one of all. It's, like, it's not that they didn't bring Chandler Jones back. It's that they didn't like find anybody else to replace him. They yeah. just stayed with what they had, drafted a couple of guys, and you know, they're hoping that Zach Allen and Majai Sanders and Cameron Thomas and Victor DiMuchegi and Marcus Golden will get the job done.
2: And even if Chandler Jones has a big game against Kyler and the Cardinals this weekend, I'm not going to come in here on Monday with the, uh, yep, see, there you go, should have signed Chandler Jones. Shouldn't have let him go, shouldn't have let him walk. I'm not going to do that. I, I I won't do that. I, I know you won't do that. Um, even if he has that big game, just because I I, I Stand by the Cardinals' decision to not bring him back, but I had just assumed all along there was somebody else in the works. They were planning on signing for pass rush help, and and when they didn't, it was very disappointing. I was very disappointed in them that they weren't more active trying to fill that role. But I, I don't think I don't think Chandler Jones. He might feel like if I have a big day against the Cardinals, hey, yeah, you guys didn't bring me back. Screw you! I'm going to go out and sack your guy two times, and I'll I'll show you. I won't feel that way. I won't. I don't feel like a big day by Chandler Jones validates Chandler's side of the argument in terms of whether the Cardinals should have brought him back or not.
1: I I won't buy that for a second. What if he has three and a half sacks? What if he has a big, big day? Okay, if he has one of those four forced
2: fumble, big, big day... You know what? I still... You still know? no. I, oh, yeah. I okay. Three years, fifty million. Was it like mm. thirty-three million guaranteed yep. for Chandler?
1: I wouldn't have given him that money if nah. I were the Cardinals. I
2: wouldn't. I don't care how many sacks he has. Again, he'll on have, Sunday,
1: he'll have some good games this year because he still has the talent to do it every once in a while. He's Just not. He's not going to be a consistent player. He's he's not going to be the player he was in his prime with the Cardinals or with the Patriots. Well, you know he's. Will he get 10 sacks? Probably. to 17 games. And if he has a couple of games or two or three, he'll probably be a double-digit sack guy. But um, he's just not the same player he was in his prime. And when you're talking about that type of money, I just wish, like you did, I wish they had gone out there and got somebody who was more of a little proven pass rusher than the guys that they have. The guys that they have may end up being good, but we just don't know. They're unproven.
2: What are you expecting this weekend?
1: from the Cardinals and the I think they're going to play a lot better. I think the Cardinals got that first one out of the way. I think they may have played the best team in the NFL. Um, The Raiders are good, but they're not good at that level. They're not good on the same level. I don't think that they win. I'm not going to pick them to win. Because I think the Raiders, with you know Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams, and uh, you know with Crosby, I just think that the Raiders. Are, I, I just think that the Cardinals still have a lot of questions right now, and it's hard to pick them against a good team until we get some of those questions answered. I think the onus is going to be on the offense again to score points. I
2: thought what you said earlier in the show was one hundred percent spot on. If I'm Cliff Kingsbury and I win the coin flip, give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball to start the game because I, I can't put my offense in a position where they have to chase points on the scoreboard and I, I, if I'm Cliff, I just can't trust my defense right now. I've, I've got to put the onus on the offense to play win the and Play the from game. in the lead. Play Try in to front. at least set the tone a little bit and make them chase you to a certain extent. I, I think that's absolutely the right play and I'll be curious to see if the Cardinals go that direction. I, I, I'm afraid it won't be as bad as the Chiefs. The Raiders are going to score points. They are absolutely going to score points. This defense for the Cardinals, I don't think it's that good. I don't think it's any good at all, to be honest. So I think they're going to give up points. The onus is going to be on Kyler. The onus is going to be on Cliff in the offense to figure out a way to keep up with the Raiders on the scoreboard. Because I would be shocked if the Raiders don't score at least... 25 points in this game, probably closer to 28 but, but or But didn't 30. we say
1: that that's what we expect from the Cardinals, that they're going to have to score 30 points to win, win, win a lot of yep. games this year? And this game is no different. This game shootout? falls right line with that. And I have to. Cardinals, you know, they need the shootout because they teams are going to score in the now. Maybe Vance Joseph surprises us and his defense shows up and has a great game. I mean, maybe. I expected the defense will have a couple of those games this year. I, I just I don't think it's going to be very often, but I think that they'll have a couple of them. I need to
2: see it before I'm going to believe it. When it comes to the defense, I, I'm, I'm going to need to see it. Uh, I I have my faith is a little shaky, and I like Vance. I think Vance is good. I think Vance. I think Vance Joseph. Quite frankly, the last couple of years, his defense was the reason why the Cardinals were in a position to be as good as they were with how well he coached them up and what he did. He did a good job.
1: I just don't know if he's got enough. This didn't year. he get a head coaching interview last year? This past season, uh, I think he got. Man, I think, I think you're, you're right, but I
2: can't remember off the top I think of my somebody head. Somebody interviewed him. You might be right. You might be. I, that sounds
1: familiar, but I can't remember who. You're looking it up, aren't I'm you? I'm trying to. Come up um, with anything? T- 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 Miami met with Cardinals Vance Joseph over head coaching job. Yep. Okay. ArizonaSports.com, the greatest website on the planet. I found it right there. The Dolphins reportedly met with Arizona Cardinals defensive coordinator Vance Joseph from Miami's bed. Vacant head coaching job per Adam Schefter. That was in January. Free, baby. So he got a head coaching interview. Yeah. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show,
2: Diamondbacks. Boy, a lot to talk about after last night's game. The debut of Dre Jameson. They're looking to continue their strong play against the Padres tonight. We'll get you ready for D-backs in San Diego next
0: here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Day. The home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball is 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. We're checking in on the D backs as they warm up for the game's first pitch d-backs on deck brought to you by 72 sold get thousands more on your home with no inconvenience visit 72sold.com and by sonic this is how we sonic stop by your nearest location today for the sonic chop house cheeseburger for a limited time only at sonic
1: all right, welcome back. Final segment of the program. We get, set, you get you set for the weekend here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We're going to get you ready for some deep backs baseball. Bernsy's catching a flight to Iowa. So Mitch is going to fill in here and pinch. Mitch is going to pinch hit right now. It's the ninth inning. It? It's the bottom of the ninth. It's late in the game. We need somebody to come in and pinch hit. And I don't run these uh, D-backs on deck shows. I got the commentary, but I don't I don't run the stuff. So Mitch, I'm going to have you fill in for Burnsy right here for the next few minutes.
3: I'm just hoping I can get above the Mendoza line for these next few minutes. That's my only goal. Yeah. Do you want to hit 230? I, if I can hit better than Jordan Luplo, I think that will we'll oh call that God. a win.
1: Uh, Jordan Luplo. Is he in the line? Tell me he's not a lineup I've tonight. I've got good News for you then. He, he is, is not, not in, in the lineup, lineup tonight. No.
3: As a matter of fact, Nothing the out- against the kid, but <laughs> the outfielders tonight. Stone Garrett's going to lead off in left. I love left field. it. I love it. Dalton Varsho is going to be in right field. He's hitting sixth, and then Corbin Carroll's back in the lineup. He's in center field. Who's tonight, the DH tonight? The DH is Emmanuel Rivera. So okay, the so odd McCarthy, man in-
1: McCarthy and Thomas get the night off. Yes, correct. Okay. All right. We, we, get loves, to,
3: we get to see some good guys, though. Carol, I'm excited to see I, Garrett listen, at
1: the top of the I, order. I, I really like this Stone Garrett. I like what I've seen out of him. I hope he has a spot on this roster next year as a fifth outfielder and a designated hitter against left-handed pitching. I think you can get him plenty of at bats if he's your fifth outfielder and your you know a. a, a, a at least a 50%
3: DH for the team. He's definitely making a case as to why they don't need to shop for an outfielder this offseason. He, along with the rest of the Diamondbacks, are back at Chase Field tonight against the Padres looking for their third straight win and to make things a lot more difficult for the Padres down this stretch of September, who, as you know, Gambo, have really really struggled down the stretch lately, the San Diego Padres team.
1: Yeah, because none of the guys that they got in those trades are doing them any good. No. Brandon Drury. Josh Bell won. Soto's been terrible, man. The Padres go out there, they win the day, right? They win the day, man. They got Bell, they got Soto. Drury was killing it with the Reds, and these guys coming to the Padres and I mean, haven't done anything. Soto's been. Awful, Like, just awful. Yeah. So I, I almost feel bad for them. They, they, they're so committed to winning that they went out there and they made these trades, gave up all these prospects, and got players who were supposed to be pretty good. And those
3: players have been terrible. From like an outsider's perspective, we, we obviously don't follow the Padres religiously, but it almost feels like that team is cursed. And not just from the aspect of oh they went out and got all these pieces and they were already a really good team heading into these last couple of months but even last year if you consider they were at one point a 90 percent chance favorite to make the postseason and they finished under 500 last year it's incredible that you go out there and you get myers you get machado
1: you get soto i mean you've spent so they've spent so much money and they're not a big market team no they just got an inflection of like 300 million in cash and so that owner he wants to win badly and they spent all of that money but yeah i don't know who the, the curse of randy jones the curse of uh the the Ozzie smith gary
3: templeton trade i mean i'm not sure what the curse would be the dave winfield curse maybe kevin McReynolds curse man just thinking about all those names all of those guys were padres Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we Steve Garvey, Goose Gossage. <laughs> we can go on and on. And they've on. had some good ones. Let's take a look at tonight's pitching matchup because you mentioned the money they've spent big on this guy the Padres have. It is brought to you by Native Interiors, your floors your way. Text FLOORS, F L O O R S to 620-620 for more info. And the gentleman I'm referring to Gambo the left-hander Blake Snell for the Padres tonight, a 6 and 9 record, a 4.02 ERA and hundred and thirty strikeouts on the air. And speaking of money sunk in a left-handed pitcher, Madison Bumgarner for the Snakes, oh. a 6-14 and record on the year with a four eight eight ERA and five strikeouts above 100 for he's, Matt Bum. You know, here's the thing. Snell, the Padres don't win a lot of
1: games that he pitches in. They've only won six out of his 20 starts. He's had 20 starts they've won six times. So they don't win a lot of games he pitches. Now, the other thing is Bumgarner hasn't beat the Padres yet this year. He's faced them three times. Um, uh, he's faced them four times that four starts against them this year. He's got a record of 0 and 3 in an ERA of 5.29. So he has not Ugh. fared well against the Padres. They have uh he's 0 and 3 against them in the four starts, but Snell doesn't win many games either. So something's got to give tonight when the Padres take on the D-backs.
3: It's amazing too because both of these guys when they were with their prior teams, Snell with Tampa and Mad Bum of course with San Francisco, they were by far two of the pitchers at the top of their game, especially for left-handers. Blake Snell was a Cy Young winner in 2018, a postseason hero in 2020. Of course, we all know the story with Mad Bum. And since joining the Padres, since being traded over, it has not been the same story for him. And that goes back to what you were saying about all this money invested in these guys, and it's not really paying its dividends uh, it's, at all. You know, and you, San Diego was always known
1: as like a pitcher's park. You know, they, changed the, they moved the fences in a little bit to try to generate more home runs. But there was a the time like you couldn't have a home run there at night it was almost impossible um it was a pitcher's park a lot of pitchers did really well there it's a beautiful ballpark have you ever been there have you it's been to Petco. i love it's, a, petco gra- park. it's a great ballpark i was i was there in july we went to a padres giants game and then we went to an angels game and it was uh but i do love petco park too it's an amazing park and my kid really liked the uh, what's it the cityscape hat so i had to get yeah. him a cityscape hat um because those things are those the Padres cityscape stuff the kids
3: really like those yeah, it's it's bright, it's vibrant, it's very eye catching. Yes, yeah. Speaking of pitching, we just really quickly while we've got a couple of minutes, want to touch on Dre Jameson's debut last night. Seven innings and no runs allowed. He and Ryan Nelson accomplished something that hasn't been done since two thousand two. A couple of pitchers on the Tigers. To both make debuts that went seven innings and to not allow runs. Really gives you a lot of positive hope for this for this rotation coming up this next season.
1: Yeah, I'm I could have been more pleased with that performance to see. I love guys that can miss bats. And, you know, he had a good slider that he th- show that he threw in there too, but he just came out of the gates 97, 98, 99 and uh, struck out Soto, you know, looking. and But he's he's going to miss bats. I mean, you think about the days of, of Johnson and Schilling and to have a guy that has the potential for those 10, 11, 12, 13 strikeout games. It's, you know, it's phenomenal. I'm really excited about his future with the Diamondbacks. I know Todd Walsh hinted about maybe being and a closer. Um, I, right now, as a starter, I I, I would love for you know for them to give him, give him the ball every fifth day, start to build a
3: nice young rotation. You need a guy who can throw 99 nowadays, too. It's just the way that the league is moving. Let's take a look down on the farm. It's brought to you by Redbird Farms. You cannot put a price on great taste. Only two of the affiliates left to play. Both of the A affiliates are done for the year, so no more Hillsboro or Visalia games, but the Reno Aces, they're done for the day. They They got walloped by the, by the or no, they walloped the Sacramento River Cats, excuse me, 9-2. to two, They won earlier today. And then the Sod Poodles have a 2-0 lead. They're on the road in San Antonio taking on the missions. That's down on the farm. Quick look at the MLB standings, which are driven by trucks only. The Valley's number one independent dealer and home of the Lifetime Engine Warranty. And from here on out, it's basically just looking at the wildcard standings, and the Diamondbacks have an absolute opportunity to place spoiler. So the Brewers are currently hosting the Yankees. The Yankees right now have a 3 nothing lead on Milwaukee who is one and a half back from San Diego. Oh, good news for the Padres. Exactly. Then. So if the Brewers lose, that means the Padres still retain some distance over the Brew crew. Other teams in the Wild Card race, Philadelphia's got two and a half games over San Diego, and then Atlanta's just running away with it because they're one game away from the Mets for the, for the NL East. Yeah, the Mets are hanging on by the skin of their
1: chinny-chin-chin, chin, man. No. Mets are, I, I almost feel like the Braves are going to overtake them. I do.
3: I think the Braves are going to overtake them. It's it's coming down to the wire, and at, at this point, I like the Braves better. The Mets have, like the Padres, they're just not playing well in this month Head of And injuries, September. you know, key injuries for the yeah, Mets, too. It's killing them, the pitching. Really quickly, the American League wildcard Seattle has the top Wild Card spot. Good for them. Them and Toronto, they're both tied with equal winning percentage for the top two Card spots, and then they have just a half game over the Tampa Bay Rays, and Bald Baltimore, not necessarily out. Four and a half mm. away, though. It's it's a tough hill to climb. They're playing Toronto tonight. Last I saw, they're actually leading. So
1: yeah, they would have to have that. That they'd have to beat the teams ahead of them and, and finish real strong. I'd love to see Baltimore get in. They had the second worst record in baseball last yeah. year. Or was it the worst record? I mean, it's, they I mean, tied the d They were t- like so it would be a great. It would be a great story for them to get in. All right, really quick,
0: got to get a key. Listen, man, I need you to be the key master. I am the key master i ah! Keys to the Game, presented by Mist America, home of the patented Mist 360 outdoor cooling system. Visit MistAmerica.com today for a cooler tomorrow. No
1: one has hammered Madison Bumgarner more than Will Myers. Four fifty-five average, He is uh, he's the key to the game, so he has Bumgarner hard. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back Monday, 2 o'clock sharp, right here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Have a great night,
0: everyone. <laughs>